Well, what's up, y'all? I remember a lot of y'all when I was in youth group here, or y'all were in like middle school. Remember Duncan on Aubrey? Yep. Back when Aubrey used to say your mom to everything in seventh grade. That's when I was here. Anyway, it's good to be back, though. So, it's interesting. This week, guys, I was, like, reorganizing my prayer life because my prayer life's, like, trash. So, and I have, like, this long list of stuff I'm trying to pray for. And y'all were on there somewhere in the bottom, but I just honestly never prayed for y'all the whole year. I'm sorry. I really am. But, uh, so I reorganized it, right? So I was like, okay, Wednesday morning, I'm praying for the youth. So this was my first week in, like, a year praying for you guys. I'm sorry. But um, I did. I prayed for y'all. I prayed for Chris and Kat. I prayed that y'all would like be men of God and women of God. Yeah. So, so I did. And guess what? Like five hours later, Chris texts me. He's like, hey, Zach, you want to come speak to the youth? I'm like, God, how are you going to do me like that? Like, <laughs> I pray for these people and God sent me to give a speech to y'all. I'm like, okay. No, but I'm excited. And um, I like, while I was here, when I was here, God did a lot in my life. So I'm like, kind of excited to come back and like remember where I was when I was y'all's age. So you can do a lot for God. So I'm going to start with that. So I'm going to pray. That's probably a good idea. Um, and we're going to start. Father God, thank you for this day. And um, just thank you for letting me come back to this place and to these people who are really special to me and bring back a lot of memories to me. Um, thank you that they've grown up now. And um, yeah, a lot of them are a lot older than I remember them being. <laughs> but thank you for um, letting me be here. God, please speak through me. Um, use me to be like your megaphone. God, let your voice speak through me, and I pray that you'd use me. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so I wanted to start out by reviewing something. Um, first of all, y'all take notes, all right, because y'all are going to forget 95% of what you don't write down, all right? That's why y'all be failing tests, because y'all don't take notes, all right? Because life is a test. You got to take notes. All right, so we're going to review. we're going to review something that I think y'all know, I hope, or else we're going to go late to church. All right, it's called the God's Word Hand. Have y'all, have y'all heard of that before? The five fingers of how to get God's Word in your life. All right, what's the pinky? Y'all remember? The weakest finger. Here. Good. Here. Like I said, you remember 5% of what you hear. Okay, so that's a pretty weak finger. Okay, ring finger. Have y'all ever tried to lift just your ring finger by itself? It's really hard. Okay, ring finger, what is it? Y'all don't know? Come on. Read. Read. So, here, read. When you read, you remember 15%. So that's better, but it's still pathetic. Okay, here, read. Okay, third finger. I'm not going to lift that one by itself, don't worry. Third finger. Don't go home and be like, all right, this is the third finger of God's word. Don't. And if you do, don't tell them I taught you. Um, The third finger is study. Study God's word. So we have here, read, study. If you study, you remember 35% of what you studied. So those of you who pass tests would know that, right? You remember more if you study. Pointer finger. Any remember this one? Memorize. Memorize. I'm pretty sure Brayson came in here about a year ago and spoke on this. So y'all better be memorizing, all right? So memorize. Guess what percent you remember if you memorize something? 95%. 100%. You, have, you know it word for word. 100%. Come on, Aubrey. 100%. If you, if you review it. So, again, that works well for tests, right? If you memorize stuff, you're completely ready for the test. So those of y'all who like A's, you get A's if you memorize. Okay, so that's the four. The thumb. What's the thumb? 
meditate. Meditate. So that's what Chris asked me to speak on tonight, is meditation. And y'all might be thinking, like, what the freak? Like, what is meditation? Like, um, like are we going to sit here crisscross applesauce and put our hands up and start humming? Yes, we are. No, we're not. Like, that's not what it is. But we're going to dive into that today. And I want to show you guys, this is something sad. Most Christians, they hold God's word with two fingers. Read here, not here, and read. These two. So this is how most people's, like, grip of God's word is, like this. And they're trying to open it, you know, like, with these two fingers. Like, it's kind of awkward. You can't do much with God's word with two fingers. So a lot of you guys think, like, oh, if I just hear the Bible on Sunday and read it during the week, it's going to be fine. But, like, someone try to take this away. I think you can't. No. I failed. She, she can easily, anyone in this room can take this away from me. All right, what if I add two more fingers? What if I start studying the word and then I memorize? Oh, I'm a really good Christian now. I got four fingers. I mean, this is still weird. Now, it's, it's, it's a better grip. Try, try now. Okay, she still got it. Like, it was harder. Was it a little bit harder? Not really? Okay. Um, but she still got it. And guys, so you might be thinking, like, meditate like sounds really weird and Hindu and everything, and I'm not doing it. But guys, like, if you meditate, if you meditate, I have a firm grip on this. Now try. No, man. So I got it. I have it in my hand, and it's not going nowhere because I really have a grip on it. So meditation is important. So we're going to get into it. All right. So a lot of y'all might be wondering, like, why is it so important? Like, what's the deal with meditation? Um, so to know that, we're going to go to Psalm chapter 1. So if you have your phone or your Bible, you can go there. And we're only going to look at three verses. Three verses. Okay, so Psalm 1. And I'm going to start up in verse 1. Okay. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. So, guys, in other words, blessed are those who don't hang out with the wrong people. That's basically what that's saying. Why? Because you guys are going to become like who you hang out with. Do y'all want to know what you're going to be like in one year from now? If I meet your best three friends, you're going to be a, a mixture of those three people one year from today. And it's true. And a lot of you are like, oh no. And a lot of y'all are like, oh yes. So hang out with the right people. And the other thing, guys, don't go with the flow. I know, like, a lot of y'all should know this. This world is not moving towards Jesus. This, this world is like a river. And they're moving away from Jesus. And that's why it's hard to be a Christian today. Because to be a Christian means that you're going against the current. That's what it means. And if you chill at all, you're just going to go with the rest of the world down the river. And that's the truth. You guys, notice what happens in verse 1. It says, first, what does it say? Blessed is the man who does not, what? Walk. So first you're walking with God, but you're with the wrong people. And then what does it say? Then you're stand. And then what? And then you sit. Do you see the downward progression there? When you're around the wrong people and when you're not careful and when you go with the flow, you're moved in the passivity. That's why so many Christians today are just so passive. They're just sitting on a chair when God's saying, you should be walking with me. And I don't want y'all to be that way. I don't want y'all to be sitting in the chair when God says, walk with me. Okay? So how do we avoid that? How do we get out of that? How do we fight that trend? That's verse 2. So the verse 2 says, this is about a blessed person, the blessed life. A blessed person is one whose delight, verse 2, is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So in other words... You will be blessed, get this, if you have two things. If you delight 
in God's word, and if you meditate on his word. It, you know, it doesn't say you share the gospel and you're blessed. You do a lot of good things and you're blessed. You read the Bible more. You study the Bible more and you're blessed. It doesn't say any of that. It says you delight in his word and you meditate on his word. Isn't that weird? Of all the things God could say, those are the two things that constitute what it means to be blessed. So, and, and what happens if you do those two things? That's verse 3. And guys, before I read this, this is a promise. This is a guarantee if you delight and meditate. It says, you will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever you do, you will prosper. Like God's literally promising you guys, if you can meditate on his word, you're going to be like a tree planted by a river. And guys, guess what? When a tree is planted by a river, it doesn't matter how hot the sun gets. It doesn't matter how little it rains. That tree is always going to be healthy, and it's always going to bear fruit, no matter what. And that's what God wants you guys to be. And in, in the end, you know what it says? It says, whatever he does, he prospers. Don't, don't you guys want that to be true of your life? I want that to be true in my life. And I want all of you guys to be like that healthy tree. You guys, so many people, they're like a tree planted in the middle of a desert, and they're dependent on rain and not too much sun. And if those things don't happen, they're going to die. And I want you guys to be like that tree planted by water. So maybe y'all are thinking, Zach, this is this is dumb. Like this is just one random verse, like a weird verse about meditation, whatever. Uh, you're wrong. Joshua 1:8. Okay, God says the same thing to Joshua, and this is Joshua, and this is God's advice on how to be a leader. Okay, if you want to be a leader, get this. This is what God says. He says, Joshua, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Y'all see that? It's the same exact thing. He says, if you meditate on my word, that's the key to being prosperous and successful in your life. Isn't that crazy? Have y'all ever heard that before? It's like random, isn't it? But meditation is a big answer. So, guys, the key to enjoying God and having success in life is meditating on the word of God. So maybe y'all are thinking, like, Zach, whenever I read the Bible, honestly, it just feels boring. Have y'all ever felt that way? Can y'all relate to that sometimes? It just feels empty and boring. And, and maybe if you're being honest, you don't, you wouldn't say you delight in God's word, like that verse said. Does that characterize your quiet time, just delight in his word? Probably not all the time. Um, and maybe you've even tried to memorize verses, but they don't really impact you or you don't remember them. They don't seem to make that big, that big of a difference. Well, maybe meditation is what you're missing. Guys, because this is, get this, meditation is what get God's word from your head into your heart. That's what meditation does. God wants his word in your heart, not just in your head. So we have to learn to delight in his word. And guys, if we meditate, guess what? You will delight. If you meditate, you will start to delight in the word for the first time. And I want that for y'all. I want y'all to have fun when, you del- only when you're in the word. Um, so maybe you're like, what on earth does meditating look like? Like, what am I supposed to do to meditate? Like, that's a weird concept. So I want to show you guys that. So um, if I can have some leaders help me, I want to pass this out to you guys. I think the best way to learn is by doing. So I want everyone to get a worksheet and a pen. So you're going to pass out pens. Can someone else pass out worksheets? All right, thanks. So everyone get one of these. And I'm going to quickly run through something with you. And we'll be out.
Aubrey, don't fall asleep now. I see you laying back, brother. Don't fall asleep, man. All right. Everybody got a sheet? Thanks, Taylor. All right. Everybody got one? We're good? All right. We have about 20 extra because no one showed up, so it's okay. Um, just crack on your friends for not showing up. All right. So now we're going to dive in quickly to the how. So real quick before we start, guys, let me get this. This is important. The number one way to meditate on the Bible is by memorizing you got to get memorizing down if you want to be an effective meditator on the Word. Okay, why? Why, why is that the case? Because the only way to meditate is if you have the Word with you. you got to have the Word with you. So unless you guys walk around high school and middle school all day like with the Bible in your face, I mean, you can. You might get beat up and bullied, but like you could try it. And I think it's good. I mean, honestly, I bring it to UF sometimes, and I can open it up and take notes and think about what it says, and that's great. But you're probably not going to have this with you all the time, right? Maybe you have this open about 20 or 30 minutes a day, and that's your only opportunity to meditate. But what does Psalm 1 say? Meditate day and night. So either you need to have this with you, or you can memorize, and guess what? It's always with you. It's in your head, right? So memorizing is the best way. So let's start. Guys, this is an easy way to remember. Just think five Ps. There's the five Ps of how to meditate on the Word of God. Okay, so the first P... It's called perimeter. So, okay, I forgot the beginning. Scripture reference, right? First Peter 5, 7 on the top. And y'all can open your Bibles to First Peter 5, 7. We're going to do a practice on how to meditate on that verse real quick. And y'all are about to see this does not take long. Like, this sounds like a long process. This will take, like, it'll be quick. First Peter 5, 7. Y'all can go there in your Bibles. And we'll get started. Okay, so step one is perimeter. So perimeter means this, guys. You understand the verses before and after the verse you're focusing on. Can someone read 1 Peter 5, 6? Actually, read 7 first. Someone re- can, can someone raise their hand and read 7 for me? Robert, you got it? Yeah, I'm Robert, you got it. Robert, you got it. 7? Yep, read, read 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Yeah. And my version will say, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It's a very simple verse. Okay, so it's talking about anxiety and giving it away to God. Okay, someone now can someone read verse six for me? Yeah, Aubrey, you got it. Hmm. Okay, so how does verse six help us understand seven? Can, does anyone have any idea? What's six saying basically? What's how would you summarize six? Any anything's right, just say it. How about humble yourself? Is that good? Humble yourself. And guys, it takes humility to admit you're anxious. Do you guys agree? To admit that, it takes humility. So do you all see that? how that helps us there? It takes humility to cast your anxieties. So you've got to humble yourself. If you're prideful, you're never going to cast your anxieties on nobody. Okay? All right, now someone read verse 8. Let's see how it connects that way. Can someone else read 8 for me? All right, go ahead. Be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary... Okay, that's intense. Um, so, what is that saying? Anyone want to try to summarize that one? Basically, Satan's after you. 
He ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to devour you. It says that. So how about this? If you don't deal with your anxiety, you're prone to the attacks of Satan. Does that make sense? So the first step is humbling yourself. And when you're humble, you'll admit your anxiety, and then God will protect you from the enemy. Do you guys see how those two verses helps us? And think of it like a sandwich. You know, using the perimeter is like getting the Chick-fil-A deluxe versus just the sandwich. Guys, the sandwich is lame compared to the deluxe. Y'all all know that. All right? If you get the tomato on there, the lettuce, the cheese, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, that is a juicy treat, bro. All right? But, guys, if you just get the sandwich, it's boring. One time I went through the, I went through there and said for number one, and I forgot to say deluxe. I was so depressed because I just got the sandwich. And that's what you do if you don't do the perimeter. Guys, if you don't do the perimeter, you don't have no flavor, okay? Imagine eating your favorite food and not ever being able to taste it. Wouldn't that be awful? That's what happens if you don't meditate, okay? Meditate on the word and use perimeter. Okay, number two is paraphrase. Anyone know what paraphrase means? You do? Say it in your own words. That's what it means. Say it in your own words. Okay. So, doesn't it? Someone just give this a shot. It's super easy. You do this in school all the time. I know you do. So, someone say First Peter five seven in your own words. How would you say that? Anyone want to try it? That's six. Come on, man. Seven. All right. Verse seven says, I'm going to quote it. Cast all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. How would you rephrase that? How would you just say that in your own words? Yeah, that's perfect. Give God your worries. He loves you. He'll take care of you. Okay? And then you write that down. Write down however you want to say it. And some of y'all are going to say it differently than others. Okay? So I wrote down, give your worries to God, and he will take care of you because he loves you. It's that simple. Okay, the third P. Pulverize. Anyone anyone know what pulverize means? I had to look it up. I had no idea what it meant. So pulverize means to break it down into its finest particle. Okay, so let, let me show you what that looks like. And then when you break it down word by word, you ask questions about the word. So if I'm doing First Peter 5, 7, I would say I would emphasize the first word first. So I, watch this. I say cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast. How? How do I cast? Hmm, cast. Not, not give, but cast. It seems to be like an aggressive, like get, get him away quickly, right? Like fishing, right? Cast. Okay. Cast all. Your anxieties on him. Not some. God doesn't say give me a few of your anxieties. He says give me all of them. I can cast all your anxieties. Don't worry about your friend's anxieties when you're anxious yourself. Get, deal with your own anxiety first. Cast all your anxieties on him. Okay, so give him what you're worried about. Cast all your anxieties on him. Okay, so maybe not. don't give it to other people first. Maybe you should give it to God first. Maybe that would work out better for you. You know what I mean? And just take it word by word and ask and ask questions about the word you emphasize. And guys, some, and the great thing about this is when you've memorized the verse, you can do this anywhere. Sometimes I'm driving. I got in an accident doing this once, so I mean I don't recommend this, but you could do it. Um, actually, this was a verse I didn't memorize. That's why you should memorize it because I was holding my phone up and trying to do it. I, it was stupid. I had a car, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, but literally, if you memorize it, you could do this anywhere. Like y'all can be walking, like you can be walking to your class and meditating and pulverizing the verse. I mean, you could be taking a dump and doing it, man. I mean, I know that's weird, but you could, you really could. Some of y'all be in there ten minutes, man. All right, you can shower. I mean, you can do it literally everywhere. But if you don't memorize, you got to take this thing with you. Okay. 
So that's the great thing about this. You can do it anywhere, and it takes like one minute. Okay, fourth one, personalize the verse. Personalize. Personalize means think of how to apply the verse to your own life. Okay, write this down. Glue the promise to the problem. Glue the promise to the problem. So in 1 Peter 5, 7, what's the problem? Anyone have an idea? What's the issue that they're talking about? Starts with an A. Yeah, anxiety. Good job, everyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> anxiety. So, problem. I'm anxious. Promise. If you give God your anxieties, he's going to take care of you and protect you from the evil one. That's not just a thing that might happen. You know, that's a promise, guys. Do you, that's, that, that makes you confident when you attack your anxieties in the future. So glue the promise to the problem. Personalize the verse. Does that make sense, guys? Mm-hmm. Last P is pray the verse into your life. This is one of my favorite things. Guys, sometimes when you're memorizing verses, one of the best things you could do is go on a prayer walk with your verses. That is one of the... I mean, I've had some amazing times with God doing that. And I'll just quote the verse and quickly pray it for myself. I might say, if I'm reviewing this verse, I would say, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God, I'm really anxious about school and about this and about this. You know what? You love me. I'm, I'm going to give these to you and trust you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. takes 20 seconds. But guys, I just it will really come alive if you do that. So guys, that's basically it. That's the five Ps. Remember, meditation leads to transformation. Meditation leads to transformation. If all you have is the four fingers, God's word's going to be just head knowledge to you, and it's never going to get into being your heart, a part of who you are. And that's what I want for you guys. So I want you guys to experience the Psalm 1 and Joshua 1-8 life. And I want you guys to learn how to delight in his word. Guys, so, okay, I have a challenge. This is it. One challenge and we're done. I want you guys to add 10 extra minutes a week. Just a whole, in a whole week, 10 minutes. That's all this takes for you to live that Psalm 1, like, promised, blessed life. So 10 minutes. Memorize a new verse every week, like Brayson taught you about. Okay, if you want help with that, come talk to me if you forgot what Brayson said. Memorize one new verse a week. And you can do this two ways. Either right when you add the verse, take 10 minutes and go through the five Ps on that verse to make sure you really get it from head to the heart. Or break it up. Do one P per day of the week. Monday, do perimeter for two minutes. Tuesday, paraphrase, two minutes. Not even. Paraphrase takes like 20 seconds. All right, pulverize. Do that on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Break it up. So guys, 10 minutes. And you can be that tree planted by streams of water yielding fruit, okay? So, yeah, any, any quick questions? All right, well, that's it, guys. Thank you for having me.